Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Pastor talked this morning about uh, fear, and I want you to go over with me to... um Matthew, the 24th chapter. Now, he had five scriptures that you won't hear read in any pulpit in America today. And uh, you need to listen to the recording. We were going to put the video up online, but I found out that this morning's video, uh, there was something wrong with it. So we probably, you guys still keep filming, do a good job, but we'll probably put the audio up online uh, from this morning and maybe not the video. We'll see, but it'll be on YouTube regardless. When, whenever we start doing video, it's Impact Family Church. High Springs, Florida, just search that. You'll find our channel. But um, anyway, he was somewhat fear this morning. He read the five scriptures. You have to go back and listen to that um, if you want to hear those five. They were funny scriptures, but I didn't write those down. So Matthew, the 24th uh, verse. We're going to start in the uh, sixth verse. Let me, 24th chapter, uh, verse six. Let me turn there myself. Normally I have all my scriptures printed out, so it saves me some time, so bear with me. Matthew 24, the sixth verse. This was Jesus speaking. He's talking about signs and signs of the times and the end of the age. And he talked about the fact that I um, said, take verse four, I think is important. Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. You know, we need to make sure that we're, we're staying watchful over ourselves and not be deceived. And uh, that we are guarding our hearts and watching over this in our lives. And he said, take heed that no one deceives you. If Jesus said, take heed to something, that means there is the possibility of being deceived. If he said, take heed that you're not, we need to make sure that we're not, right? And if he said to do it, we can do it. We can live deceive-free, amen. But he said, take heed that you're not deceived, and many will come in my name, saying, I'm the Christ, and many will deceive many. Verse 6, this is what he focused on. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, there will be pestilence and earthquakes in various places, all these things are the beginnings of sorrows or birth pains. And so all of these things are the beginnings of sorrow. And so Jesus told us in his word that these things would happen. And when we see things happening, we ought not be taken back from these things and be surprised from this. Notice verse 6, he said, see then that you are not troubled. See that you are not troubled. It's our responsibility, every person. Like I said you know, this morning, ministers don't have a separate grace to, to live by. There is a grace to minister by, but not a grace to live by. So we have to live by the same thing and put the same things into practice that anybody else does. And it's my responsibility, it's pastor's responsibility, it's your responsibility, it's our, all of our responsibilities to make sure that we guard our hearts not to be deceived and also that we're not troubled by these things. There's a lot of panic going on. You can see it in the stores. You can see it uh, uh, the way people are shopping and acting. It's funny. One moment, people acting like nothing's going on. And the next minute, you can't find toilet paper from anywhere from here to to heaven. I mean, it's all gone. So, you know, there are panic in different places. And if you read the reports of things that have gone on uh, in other countries, you know, uh, uh, believers are susceptible, if we're not careful, that fear can get a hold of us, that we are troubled by these things, but we need not be troubled by this. Remember, a thousand may fall at one, 91st Psalm, 10,000 here, but we're not, it's not going to come near us. We don't need to be troubled by these things. I do know this, when you allow fear to come in, you're giving place to the enemy. 
And so we'll talk about that more in just a minute. But it's important that we, 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 we are not alarmed by these things, but not foolish either. Do the things that we need to do in the natural that are wise and good. But at the same point, don't do them out of fear. Do them in faith. Even, even sitting, being six feet away from somebody and not done in faith, it, there's no power behind that as well. It's just human reasoning behind it. And we need to make sure we're doing things according but to faith and not out of spirit of fear. Amen. So he talked about it. He said, make sure that, you, that, um, uh, 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 that you're not troubled by these things. And only you and I can do this. I want to look at uh, first or Second Timothy, the first chapter. A scripture that many of us know, but, man, it, uh, it's a good, good verse. Second Timothy chapter 1. Second Timothy, the first chapter. And I'm going to read verse 6. He didn't read it this morning, but I'm going to read it because it's good. It said, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. How many of you know if this was good for Timothy, this is good for us? Stir up that gift of God that's in our life. This is a time to be stirred up in your walk with God, in your faith. Stir yourself up. Thank God for the Holy Ghost, being able to pray in the Spirit. Amen. If you're, if you're not doing that on a daily basis, do it. You can do this all the time, at all points, quietly to yourself. It doesn't have to be a big production, but you can always be praying in the Spirit, strengthening your inner man. It is vital for your life, right? He said, I remind you to do this, but verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And so it says here that God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. The spirit of fear is a very real thing that we need to be aware of, and it's something we need to resist. The spirit of fear is, is not just, um, Pastor gave the example this morning, you know, if you were to go into your, your outbuilding or a barn or something or your shed or, or a garage, you know, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, uh, we killed a, a, a coral snake trying to get into my garage one afternoon, just had me home and walked outside and I saw the snake and I'm doing the red on yellow, the red on black, which one is the bad one, you know, and red on, red on yellow, it's red on black, whatever, I, I think it's red on black, isn't it? It's right on yellow. That's whatever it was. I went, I knew it then. I did it over and over and over again. It's like, yeah, that's the bad one. So I killed him, you know, before he got into the garage. You know, when, when, when I realized that was a coral snake and not just a king snake, I was cautious with it. I didn't just reach over and grab it. And I went and got a hoe and did what I had to do and, and pinned it down with one thing and, 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 you know, did what needed to be done on the other. And so, uh, we'll go into that in case somebody's listening. It's all right, Luke. Anyway, so <laughs> I want Florida wildlife coming after me, but he was getting in my house. It wasn't going to happen. But um, so I did what I needed to do, but it changed my reaction. And you could say one point there was there's fear there. There's caution there. I don't want to just grab something. If a rattlesnake were to go into your garage and you needed to get something, you wouldn't just run in and just be all cavalier about it. You would be cautious. And so there's a, a healthy uh, uh, fear and caution that it would be healthy in that situation, not to, to be cautious about how you do things. But, uh, there is a spirit of fear that tries to get on us. And I know we've all probably experienced that and at one point or another where a spirit of fear tries to get on us. And it's a spiritual force, just like what God has given us a power and of love and a sound mind. The spirit of fear is equally a spiritual force. It's a spiritual thing that we've got to resist and stand against. And, um, anxiety and, 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 and heaviness tries to get a hold of us. We've got to resist those things. But like I said, only we can resist that in our life. That's a part of being a doer of the word. Are you resisting that? If that tries to come and, and we don't know what tomorrow holds, we don't know what the next few days hold. Um, you know, you're likely, people are likely to be 
uh, tempted with a spirit of fear to try to get on them. We've got to resist that. You can't be in fear and in faith at the same time. You can't be in two places at one time. A spirit of fear and a spirit of faith, they don't, they don't hang out together. They don't dwell together. You have to be in one or the other. And so the spirit of fear, you know, the spirit of faith, God doesn't force anything on us, but a spirit of fear, the enemy does try to force these things on us. And so we've got to resist those things and stand against them. You know, the world didn't give us this the, a spirit of faith uh, or the, the power of uh, a spirit of power or power and of love and a sound mind. Those things weren't given to us by the world. Well, coronavirus or anything else can't take those things away from us if we, if we don't allow it to. And I believe it's important at this time that the church not respond like everybody else. Now, we ought to, we ought to do the things that we're asked to do that are in line with, with Scripture, and, and we ought to obey those things to the best of our ability. Obviously, if they say you can't even mention the name of Jesus anymore, we're not doing that, but we, they're not going to get to that extreme. You know, you know what I'm saying? But um, we need to abide by the things they're asking. But at the same time, we need to respond differently. There ought to be a response of faith in our voice. Instead of a, a response of doom and gloom, that will be a response of faith in what we're saying. So we've got to stand against those things. The amplified version of this uh, in First in Timothy said, um, let, me, let me pull it up here on my tablet. And I typed the wrong code in. Talk amongst yourself. No, don't do that. Second Timothy chapter 1. This is out of the Amplified uh, Bible. It says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and disciplined and self-control, of discipline and self-control. You know, the, the spirit of fear is very real, but there's also a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind that also, if you'll allow it to come on you, it will come on you. That's a part of abiding in, under the pres- in the presence of God is allowing the, the, the things that God has provided to motivate us. Listen, if a spirit of fear can be so real, so can power and love and a sound mind. The reality is a spirit of fear can be this real, a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind is even that much more real because the spirit of fear, there's no truth behind it. But a power and of love and a sound mind, that comes from God. That's nothing but truth. But I like what it says here in the, in the Amplified. It said that uh, of cringing fear, a well-balanced mind. You know, spirit of fear can cause you to do things that aren't even reasonable. And I'm reminded of Peter when he got out of the boat, right? When he, when he got out of the boat, to, uh, when, he, when he came out to Jesus, he was walking on the water. He was already walking on the water. He had already left the boat. He had already done something that you just can't naturally do. But when he saw the wind and the waves, fear got a hold of him and began to sink. It didn't make sense what he yielded to because he was already operating beyond the natural. So what does wind and wave have anything to do with it now? No, it can cause us to not be reasonable in our response. So we've got to resist these things and stand against us. And this is the perfect time to be a light to the world and respond the right way. Remember, we're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the earth. We need to make sure we're responding the right way. Amen. Go through here to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, Ephesians chapter four. We'll look at this one in the 27th verse. Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians four twenty 
It says here in the, in the, in the 27th verse, it says, nor give place to the devil. Of course, he's talking about angry. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let, your, let the sun go down in your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. How many know living in anger can actually give place to the enemy? Something Keith Moore said when I was at Raymond that's always stuck with, stuck, stuck, stuck with me, that's the right word, is that uh, strife is the manifest presence of the devil. And, and, and strife is where the, when there's strife and anger, then you're, and you get into sin, then the enemy's moved in and said not to give place to the devil. Well, in every area of our life, we need to make sure we're not giving place to the enemy. And this is also in the area where the spirit of fear is concerned. We can't give place to him. Like I said, you can't be in fear and faith at the same time, so we've got to make sure that we are resisting him. The Amplified of this says, Leave no such room for foothold from the devil, nor or give him oppor- or give opportunity to him. Don't give any opportunity to the enemy. I like what the Passion Bible says. It says an opportunity to manipulate you. Don't give the enemy an opportunity to manipulate you. Come on, now listen. We're sons and daughters of God. If God be for us, who can be against us? And that includes any disease, any plague, any situation, right? The thing that we're not supposed to be worried about or troubled about when we hear it, how can we live untroubled because it can't affect us? The reality is it can't affect us because Jesus has already taken care of it. That is the reality. It cannot do that. It cannot, it doesn't have the right to do it. But we can't, we have to make sure we not give place to the enemy so that he can manipulate us and bring things into our life that he has no place bringing into our life. The victory has been won. We have to enforce our victory. We have to resist the enemy and he will flee from us. You can write that down. James chapter four, seven, meditate on that. Resist the enemy. He will flee from me. The enemy will flee from me. The first sign of any kind of a thing, you resist it. The first sign you resist, the first sign you stand up against that and say, no, I'm not having it here in, in my life. Amen. We need to make sure we do that. Any, any symptom, any ache, any thought, any suggestion. Now, this is the coronavirus, the symptoms that could come up. The first sign of a symptom. They say the symptoms are, are they're, you know, they're, the, they're symptoms of the common cold. They're the same symptoms. You know, you realize that when you, when you have a, you, you, you start feeling whatever the symptom is, you know, you get a slight temperature or something or whatever. You know, you might have a temperature because you're under the sheets too long or, or maybe stood outside. So who knows why? I don't know. But, you know, these things, they're, they're common. But, you know, the enemy starts saying, well, you've got the coronavirus. Well, you need to answer that thing. Well, no, sickness can't stay in my body anyway, but I certainly don't have that in the name of Jesus. Anything the devil tells us, he's a liar. We can, we can write that off from the very beginning. But what about thoughts about our finances? Now, obviously, there's a lot going on right now. I know there's people that are, that are off work right now, and there's a lot that's happening. Well, we, Stephen quoted the scripture this morning. Never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. What's the matter? He's going to take care of you. As a tither, as a giver, we have his word on it. We have his, his promise on these things. I was reading, reading E.W. Kenyon yesterday, and he, talked about the, he was talking about the word of God. He said, and I wish I had brought it with me, the exact quote, but the fact that he said it, the fact that he declared these things means Jesus and God himself meant every word he said, and it'll be done. Had he not said it, he, if he didn't mean it, he wouldn't have said it. That's what he said. If he didn't mean business, he'd have never said it in the first place. Because what he says is absolute. What he says is 100% guaranteed. And we have these promises. We have his word on it. If he didn't mean it, he wouldn't have said it. He meant every word of it so we can rest in that. Amen? So to make sure we resist the enemy and not give place to him. We've got to be vigilant to stand our ground. 
You know, when Pastor talked this morning about having healing scriptures and having these things that you meditate on. You know, it's important that these things be real to us. And it would be, this would be a good lesson for us to have these things alive before situations arise. To make sure we're keeping ourselves built up before, any, before things come our way. Because Jesus has already said, we'll see these things happen. We need to keep ourselves built up on what God has said about this. Make sure we're thinking in line with God's word. Retraining our thoughts to line up with his thoughts. Something this morning when pastor was ministering, the Lord said to me, he said, we have to respond from a place of revelation and not desperation. Maybe, maybe your word intake has not been what it should have been. I think we could all agree we could have more word intake. There's not a single one of us that are, that are overdosing on word right now. Not possible. Right? We're not going too far on the word of God. But you may find yourself in a place where you realize where when, when these thoughts are coming, well, how do you know if you're in a deficit? When these thoughts are coming, if there's not something rising up on the inside of you to answer it, then, you, then you, maybe you're a little deficient in that area. And so you need to, we need to, all of us, begin to, to begin to meditate on these things and the promises of God, but do it in faith in a position of revelation and not desperation. Amen. And if there's something we need to see, we ought to be open and ask the Holy Spirit. He is the teacher. Show me what I need to see. Help me understand what, I, what, what the connection I need to make here. Amen. You know, the, the Lord knows our address. He knows our, our, where our perspective is. He knows the things where we're not making a connection in. Well, the Holy Spirit, the revealer of truth, that's his job. That's what he's here to do. Let's put a demand on him to do it. But don't go to the word of God. I've seen it over the years. People, something happens and they are quoting scripture, but it's in desperation. It's in desperation. There's no faith in that. You understand what I'm saying? You may be in a desperate situation, but don't let desperation motivate you. Let confidence in God's word be your motivator. And that's simply a choice. I'm not going to be desperate. I'm not going to yield to a what? A spirit of fear. That's what's pushing that. Desperation is a spirit of fear. So even the enemy, if we yield to that, we can be doing the right things, but from the wrong place and motivated by the wrong thing. Not a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind but a spirit of fear and doing the right thing, but not having, ma- making our connection with heaven. And it's not on God's sense because we're responding. There is a spirit to aid us in our approach. There's a spirit to aid us in our confessing scriptures. There's a spirit to aid us in these things, but it's important we not, not allow the spirit of fear to drive that. Amen? Amen? Praise God. So how do we resist or drive out of the spirit of fear? How do we resist this? And, you know, I'm always uh, thoughtful, you know, mindful. I, I think it was Brother Hagen who gave the example years ago. Maybe, maybe, some, maybe it was my dad. I don't know. But uh, a, guy, a man was walking to work, and his dog went out after him, following him down the road. And he turned around and said, now, you go back inside, Fido. That's always the dog's name, right? Go back inside, Fido. Fido, go back inside. And the dog just wagged its tail and kept following him. Now, go back inside. Go back inside now. You need to go back inside. And the dog just wagged its tail and kept following him. Finally, he got to the edge of his property, to his gate, and he stomped his foot, and he said, get And the dog ran and took off, right? Well, we need to resist the devil and not have the nice version. Listen, we have, we need to be nice to one another and walk in love. We do not need to walk in love with the enemy. We don't need to be kind to him. He is our defeated adversary. If he tries to do anything that goes against what our master has accomplished, we need to tell him point blank, get hit the road, get out of here. Amen. Amen. We have to resist him, drive out a spirit of fear. It is a spirit. We have to drive it away. Ignoring it will not conquer it. You've got to rebuke it. I'm just not, I'm going to think about something else. Thinking about something else is important. And what you think about is important. 
If a spirit of fear tries to get a hold of you, you can't think about soccer or how much you're missing football. I mean, you need to replace it with the right thing, but just ignoring it is not the answer. The enemy is very persistent. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. He is super persistent. We ought to be more persistent. He's on the losing side. We're already on the winning side. We ought to be more persistent in what he's got to say. We need to rebuke him, drive him out in the name of Jesus. The first thing Pastor mentioned this morning was give Satan no opening. Give Satan, number one, give Satan no opening in your life. No disobedience. Scripture we read, give no place to the enemy. One of the areas is disobedience in our life. You know, now is really a time we need to make sure we're living right. Now is the time we need to make sure we're living right. And we're doing the things that we know we ought to do. You know, our position in Christ is not based upon what we do. What God has done for us, what Jesus has done, what legally belongs to us is ours. It's done. Our ability to to operate in it, our ability to access it, the faith required on our end to possess those things is tied to what we do. Because we're living out in 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 a, a life of disobedience, it erodes our faith, our confidence before God. You know, the scripture talks coming boldly before the throne of grace, grace that you may find help, right? Mercy and help in time of need, grace in time of need, mercy to help and grace in time of need. Well, when there is a sin consciousness in our life, an awareness of sin going on, it erodes our ability to go boldly before God. The good news is that if, if we're in sin, ask God to forgive you and he'll cleanse you and then ask for grace from the Holy Spirit to not do that again and start building confidence in your life again. But disobedience is something that we've got to deal with. Like I said, I believe this is an important time for the church. This is an important time for the church. At the beginning of this year, we talked about 2020 for this year. Seeing things, we're seeing where we are right now. As individuals, we're seeing where we are right now. You know, sometimes where you think you are and where you really are are two different things based upon what you're going through. You know, I know when I've run several of the Savage races, I was bummed out, which is those mud run endurance races. And, and we were supposed to have one a couple of weeks ago and they canceled it because of this whole thing. I remember the first time I ran one, I thought I was prepared. I ran a little bit. I did some jumping jacks. I did some stuff. I, I did some, I crawled around the house. I did some obstacles, you know, dodge the kids or whatever. And, and I thought I'm ready. I got out there. I was not ready. It's a little different running on, on the treadmill for a couple miles versus doing seven miles through the mud and being the slowest guy in your group looking all crazy. I mean, it's different, you know, and this is an opportunity to see where we are. This is an opportunity to see where we are. We need to see this for what it is. Listen, we're not going under. We're, we're, we're not going to collapse. God, listen, and we're able, God would not, God would not have permitted us for this even to be here if it was going to sink the church. It's not going to sink the church. It's not going to sink you. You got to know that. But let this be a barometer for where we are in our own personal life. What is our, our connection? What is our heart right now? What, what is our, are, are we connected with him? Are we depending upon him? Is our faith in him or is our faith in the fact that everything's been good? That we've never really experienced anything that bad. We don't know what's coming. We don't know. We know that things are happening. Jesus said, don't be troubled, which means we could be troubled by it. We've got to be aware things are coming. This other things will likely come before the Lord returns. There will be more things. We need to check ourselves and make sure that we're ready for those things so we can walk above those things and be the light we're supposed to be. This is, this is, a, this is an opportunity for us to see what we need to see this year. To any area you see a deficiency, jump on it. Jump on it. Any area you see a deficiency, 
Deal with it. Go after it. In the name of Jesus, attack that thing. Praise God. It's important. We can't give an opening to the enemy by, by ignorance, by not being aware of the, of the word of God. We must have our minds renewed to the word of God. We must have our minds renewed to the, the, to the word of God. Romans chapter 12 uh, in the Amplified Bible talks about a new attitude with, 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 with a new ideals and attitudes that come from God's word. Not fashioned after the thinking of this world, but after God's word. It's so important that we do this. An ideal and an attitude, a perception, a way of viewing things. It's only going to happen through God. Listen, there's nothing. There is this, this right here. This is where our answer is. Yeah, we've got the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit will confirm this. It starts with this. God's word to us. This is Jesus speaking to us. We must have our mind renewed to the word of God. The second thing he talked about, we must use our authority in Christ. Matthew 28 told us, all authority has been given to me, go therefore. Pastor's been ministering on authority. He's been teaching it. This is, this is not by accident. I'm so grateful for the Holy Ghost. He leads us and guides us and, and directs us and directs our steps. Even prepares us ahead of time. I trust you were listening. If you weren't, you can still go online and listen. But the good news is authority has been given to us and Jesus told us to go. The only people going are you and I. Not just Impact Family Church, but believers. The only ones who are going and, and performing the will of the Father on the earth today. Thank God for the government. Thank God for medical science. Thank God for all those things. The only people that are doing the work of the kingdom is the body of Christ. We're it. We're members. As Impact Family, we're, we're members of that body that's doing it. So we have to take our authority. And those of us who, who've learned some things and experienced some things, take our place of authority. We demand that the spirit of fear leave in the name of Jesus. You've got to speak to it. Our words are important. Our words are important. What we say is important. We speak to this thing and we command it to go. A spirit of, we're talking about a spirit of fear. The reality is the spirit of fear is more dangerous than the coronavirus. Fear can open you up to something that's not even there. Job said, the thing that I feared greatly has come upon me. It's his fear that opened the door. Spirit of fear, we need to deal with it. Can you see this is important? We need to demand, demand our right, speak to it in the name of Jesus. Psalms 112, we're going to look at this scripture. He read this scripture today. He, he gave the example back when I was very little. I was two, two and a half years old. These are actually my earliest memories um, I do remember things from being two, two and a half. I have one memory from before that, but we won't talk about that. It wasn't a bad thing. It was just some totally random deal. But anyway, I remember this very well. Uh, my mom had called my dad. He was at work and, um, and, uh, had said that, you know, I need to come to the hospital and, uh, and, and, and said, he, she, she said, you know, I'm here with Greg at the hospital. You need to come. And a dad, my dad asked, well, what's going on? She said, just get here and I'll tell you what's happening. So, um, if you know my mom, she's not one to be dramatic about things uh, at all, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff. And so she told him to get down there right away. And so um, he got, he knew something was going on. We got there and I had um, spinal meningitis, whichever the bad one was. I don't remember. There's two of them. I had the bad version. I had pneumonia and bronchitis in both lungs and something else was going on. And uh, I, like I so said, this is my, my personal earliest memory. I remember looking out of the oxygen tent at the nurse 
she was a little frightening to me for some reason. And um, I remember one particular day, uh, my dad was in the room, mom and dad were in the room, and, and they left to go do something real quickly, went out of the room. And I remember yelling out to them, don't go, and she came in. The nurse that I was scared of came in, and she was just trying to help me. You know, little kids, you don't think straight. And so I, she came in and told me to be quiet. I remember just being terrified that the nurse was going to hurt me. But anyway, that's my earliest memory. But uh, P- Pastor Andrew called my dad and said, come down there. Of course, you know, they weren't pastors at that time. And this is the scripture that my dad stood on. Here in Psalms 112, in the uh, sixth verse, he said, Surely he will never be shaken. Talking about a good man, a righteous man. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast. The, new, or the King James says fixed. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Is your heart fixed? Is there any room for variation in your heart? When you hear uh, evil tidings, he will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid. And that was the scripture that came to my dad's, came, came up in his heart. And he stood on this. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be fearful. I'm not going to be shaken by e- e- evil tidings. What is that? That's resisting a spirit of fear. And obviously a very bad situation, whether you like it or not, here I am today. <laughs> I'm here. They stood, they stood their ground, didn't give in to a spirit of fear. We've got to stand our ground. We have to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Remember to keep praising and thanking God. Remember, he inhabits the praises of his people. I, don't, I just can't sense the presence of God right now. We'll start praising him. Well, I don't feel like it. Start, that's the problem. That's, the, that's it right there. Start praising him. That's where your answer is. Start praising and thanking God for what his word says, not how you feel. Your feelings will change when you get into the presence of God. But you've got to give him something to inhabit. His word needs to be in you, but his word also needs to be in your mouth. Coming at What is that? Thanking him, praising him. Remind the Lord. Be thankful of it. And the last one he gave, point number five, was be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with, walk around filled with the Spirit. I tell you, if we'll do these things, we've got this. The church has this. We have the answer. What an opportunity to be a light to our neighbors. What an opportunity this is to be a light to those we know. A light on social media. Come on, y'all. Let's not add to the craziness on social media. Right? Now, let's not get on there and say coronavirus doesn't exist. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes faith people can be a little ridiculous and say it doesn't even exist. It exists, but it's not going to come here. If your trust is in Jesus, it won't come near you either. Let's be bold about these things, but then live it out. This is our time to shine. We We have to turn the light on of the gospel in our life. People aren't going to be drawn to a sick church. They're not being drawn to sick believers, fearful believers. If the same fear is in you that's in the people running around everywhere else, people aren't going to be drawn to that. They'll just think you're one of the crowd. And we don't, we're not positioning ourselves to access the grace that is there for us. Amen? Praise God. I tell you, we've got authority over this in the name of Jesus. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.